This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Well, hello there again, friend. I just have to tell you, our puppy, who is adorable, just turned six months. He is a tiny little wire-haired dachshund, miniature dachshund. If you are watching on YouTube right now, he's like this big. He's so good about sleeping through the night usually, except for last night. Um, He's decided to wake us up at one something and then five something. And so if I sound a little sleepy, if I look a little tired, that's just today's truth. And I wanted to bring it up not to apologize, but to encourage you to remember you're a human being. I think sometimes, especially at this time of year, if you're listening or watching real time, it's mid-November. Is that right? Yeah. And we can kind of shift into this next gear, right? It's like almost an inner battle starts happening. Like we have to relax and we have to sit by the fire and we have to do all the cozy, slow down things and watch all the Christmas movies and, you know, reflect on the year. And we also have to get everything done and get all the presents and have all the merriment and see all the people. And we can kind of genuinely want to do both of these things sometimes, I think, but they, it can feel very conflicty. So I just want to invite you to honor your truths. Check in with what's today's truth. Uh, Kenny and I had a lot of plans for today. And you know what? It's raining outside. The universe, I think, is like, you guys are tired. Just take it easy. Don't, don't do a lot. Um, so honor today's truths. Sometimes you you just have to shift into a lower gear, I think, and that has to be fine. One of my clients' favorite things that I've ever said, which I didn't make up, I just heard it somewhere and reiterated it, is she was beating herself up for not giving 100% on something when she should give 100%. And she really had given her version of 100% that day. She just had a different version of 100% than like she wanted or than she would have had if she had gotten a full night's sleep or if been... 10 years younger or a butterfly flapped its wings differently four years ago. Like, we just have to take into account today's 100% might look different than yesterday's and next week's than we had hoped and planned and wanted and wished for and dreamed. So anyway, take that for what you will. Uh, I love my puppy and I hope and he's having a great nap right now. So he's fine. Anyway, we're going to talk about taking action and not getting stuck today, which I think is appropriate for me being in this kind of vibe, because I also never want to encourage an atmosphere of hustle and this face. We have to get into action to get the stuff done that we want to get done. Yes. And historically, the kind of people that I'm working with and talking to want to take action in slightly different ways than in the past. We want to be a little more conscious. We want to be a little more mindful of our boundaries and limits. So we're going to walk through three super simple questions, but they are so important to help you either get out of being stuck or not fall in in the first place. And this episode is going to be for you if you have some ideas floating around 
and you're either tired of hearing yourself talk about them and you really just need to like do something or stop talking about them. I say that with so much love because we've all been there and it's very frustrating to be frustrated with yourself. Like stop talking about it, start doing it, start being about it, right? So this episode is going to be for you if that's where you are or if you really feel like a little muddy, you want to bring some ideas down from the ether and into reality a little bit more. It's also going to be for you if you do want to take action in a new way and you have some ideas and you know, ooh, I'm going to get some action going on these ideas. And in the past, you might have gone full burnout mode or full all or nothing, full perfectionism, pedal to the metal. And you would like to maybe pump the brakes, not stall yourself out completely, but move forward a little more mindfully and consciously and intentionally, like we said. So that's what we're going to talk about. Overall, I think we let ourselves get into a pattern of stuckness because of the way we get used to making decisions. We can let ourselves waver and waffle forever just because it feels familiar which is a lot of the work I do with people, is really looking at how are you making decisions and do you like it? Is it working well? A lot of the time, people end up with habits that they did not pick on purpose. They did not sit down and think, you know what, this is going to be a great idea and it's going to be super energy efficient and not waste any of my time and not be frustrating at all. That's not what happens. We just end up with these habits. But I find that a lot of the time we feel stuck, but we are not as confused as we think we are. We are not as far away from a decision as we think we are. A lot of the times, we're actually one step away from decided, and we're just not giving ourselves the opportunity to take that step because of the pattern we're used to. We have an idea. I want to do something. I want to change something. I want to explore something. I want to... And we think the logical next step is, all right, well, that idea is going to bounce around in my head for 10 years. That's just how it goes. And then eventually we take action on it when we absolutely have to and we've run out of time or someone else gets things started for us or we get so frustrated with our soul that we make ourselves take action. And those are fairly effective, but not the most efficient and good feeling way to go about it. So this whole episode was actually inspired by a conversation I had recently with my friend Nina who she's a former client who's now just one of my great friends. And you can see her interview on the podcast. It's episode 20, How to Stop Living Under Nonstop Pressure. Such a fun conversation. We were having this conversation and she let me know she wanted to do something. And naturally, I can't take my decision coach hat off. I wasn't coaching her. We were just chatting as friends. But, you know, you can take the, what is it? The monkey out of the circus. We can't take the circus out of the monkey. So naturally, I asked these questions. I was like, all right, what are we doing? When are we doing it? And it was very fun for her. I wasn't pressuring her to deliver a game plan, but it was fun for her because she was like, she she turned to her husband at the time. She's like, see, this is why you have a decision coach, because it was very activating. And that tiny little exchange where she said, I want to do this thing. I have this idea. And I just asked a few little questions. No pressure very answerable. It helped her have this really high quality activating conversation with herself where she was like, "Ooh, I do know actually some stuff. And I am capable of making a little commitment to myself saying it out loud. 
that feels fun and official. And like I've done something and now I can be proactively self-directed. How powerful, how fun. And that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to give you three questions to ask to take this idea that you have about some kind of action you want to take, whether it's a question you want to answer, a goal you want to achieve, a curiosity you want to explore. The first question I want you to ask is, what am I decided on? You can surprise yourself with this answer. You can say, all right, I don't know a lot, but what I am decided on is that we are going to Provence in 2024. Maybe you're decided on that. Live your best life. Or maybe you're decided on the fact that you are going to write the book. Maybe that's a decision that you weren't actually aware that you had made because you haven't said it out loud because you haven't made it official. Because you maybe were assuming that I have to know exactly how it's going to happen and what I'm going to do and when I'm going to start and blah, 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 in order to feel decided on this. Not true, my friend. What this question is going to do is activate a mindset of certainty and forward focus, which is not a mindset of stuckness, right? We want you to feel as empowered and clear as possible in order to move forward. What can keep us in a stuck mindset are all the unknowns. Well, I don't know how to write a book. I don't know when would be the best time to start. I don't even know like how you... All of the unknowns can encourage and kind of justify a stuck mindset. But here's the truth. There are always unknowns. There will never not be unknowns. So we don't want to use them as an excuse to not feel as empowered and clear and certain as possible. So ask this question to get yourself into that mindset. What am I decided on? And now you don't have to be decided on writing the book, okay? This is not an all or nothing, true, false, yes, no, 100 or zero question. You can be decided on, I am going to make a decision about writing this book or not. I am decided on exploring starting a podcast, running Instagram ads, changing careers. You can be decided on pursuing a curiosity, like I've mentioned, okay? So don't put the pressure on yourself to know more than you do. But do ask, what am I decided on? To activate that mindset of certainty and forward focus. Yummy, right? The next question I want you to ask is, what is the next thing I am going to do? Sounds simple but it's phrased very intentionally. And if you know me, you know I love semantics. So we're getting a little semantically particular here. We're not asking, what are the many next things we can do? What is the next thing you think you should do? What would so-and-so tell you to do? We're just asking a simple question because the brain will answer whatever it is asked. So we are going to ask the question for which we want the answer. You see what we're doing here? What's the next thing you're going to do? We're just going to phrase it as if it's already the plan because you're already decided. That's the beautiful thing. If you're already decided, there is a natural step forward that you can take from that position of decided. You don't have to take this action tomorrow. We're going to get to that next. But I want you to really invite your brain to focus where you want it to because, again, it will go all of the places that it is conditioned and biased to going on its own. Side note, this is a total tangent, but since we have the holidays coming up, I feel like this is appropriate tangent to walk down with you into the forest for a second. We know this is true. We know your brain will 
answer any question it is asked because I just want you to imagine the different answers to these questions that I'm going to ask you right now. What comes up in your mind? How was your week? How was your month? How was your year? What images and feelings arise by default? Um, I don't know if you're like me and most humans. The hardest, crappiest, most negative stuff rises to the surface most quickly. Just because our brains are biased to prioritize that information. It's not a reflection on you. It's not even a reflection on your year. It's just how your brains work. Now, what comes to mind when I say, what was the best part of your week? What are you most looking forward to next year? What were highlights of the year? Different things occur to your brain because you have asked a specific question, right? You've led your brain down a specific path. The reason I say this specifically with the holidays in mind is if you don't want to get trapped in somebody's complaint tornado at your next holiday party or your family dinner, just ask a leading question. I promise it's not manipulation. But if you don't really want to ask Uncle Jim how his year was because he's just going to go on a 10-minute rant, then just ask him what was the best part of his week and leave it at that. Okay. So you're going to invite your brain to take one step out of stuckness and one step into decided and clear with this second question, right? What are you going to do next? This is also a very fun and effective question because it takes an amorphous, big, squishy idea and makes it specific and clear. Start a business is not something you can envision. What does that look like? I don't know. It's a compilation of like, hours and weeks and months and years of you doing stuff that you cannot easily picture. The vaguer an idea is, the scarier it is. The more unknowns it is covered with. Unknowns activate fear in our little human brains and bodies. We are wired to feel like there is danger when there are unknowns. It's very vulnerable. So we don't want to paint the picture of your goals that you're pursuing with amorphous blobs and big, foggy outlines of pictures. No, no. We want to make as clear a picture as possible. Register the domain name. Very clear. I can see myself doing that because I know how to work a computer. Yum. What a gift. So you're going to demystify this idea. We're going to devagify it. We're going to smallify it into a next actionable step that you can foresee yourself taking in reality in real life, in the kind of near future, probably. Okay, let's get to the timeline because I've been hinting at that. The final question I want you to ask so that you get yourself out of stuckness and into action is, what is any date I know? Now, you don't have to set a deadline for yourself, but you have to ask any time-based question because, as I learned later than I would have preferred, Parkinson's law states that work will expand to fill the time it's given. That's why if you just want to write a book someday, you're going to take a long ass time to start writing that book. If you want to start your book this year, that is very different and you're going to create a very different result. So if the next thing you're going to do is send the email, register the domain name, start the first chapter, when do you want to do that by? When do you want to start that by? Do you want to do it this year? Give yourself a ballpark. If you can't identify when you actually will do it or want to do it by, just say, okay, do you want to do it in the next six months? Do you want to do it in the next three months? In the next three weeks? In my experience, people know a lot more than they think they do 
in this department. So if you've led yourself down this very walkable, comfortable path of taking one step at a time out of stuck and into decided, here's what I am decided on. Here's what I know I'm going to do next. Here's any kind of time frame that I can commit to out loud. Yes, I want to post my first thing before the end of the year. How much clearer is that and how much more doable is that than I have this idea that I want to post this thing? I want to validate also that these are not always the most comfortable conversations to have with yourself because we're talking about leaving your comfort zone. So, of course, there might be some expectable discomfort. So keep breathing and let it be okay if it feels weird and even a little challenging to answer these questions, okay? If it were easy, it'd be easy and everyone would be leaving their comfort zones all day long. Let's make some space for this to feel a little uncomfortable in some way, even if it's uncomfortable and positive at the same time, okay? But just because it feels weird and new doesn't mean it is dangerous and that is an indication that you should turn away and leave forever, all right? This is why I'm just gonna say it, it can be very useful to have these conversations with a coach. We can get so in our own way and put obstacles in our own path and get used to putting stuff on the back burner that has historically been a nice to have, not a need to have. Writing your book, eh? is it a need to have? Up until now, if it hasn't happened, it probably hasn't been. But we can get used to not prioritizing the out of comfort zone stuff. The, this isn't a sure thing, but I have a feeling I'm going to regret it if I take another five years to actually give it some time and attention, but I don't know where to start and I don't know that it's actually the right thing. It can be very uncomfortable to do that. So I just really want to validate and normalize that. And this is what having a coach could be very useful for. Usually people who come to me are ready to put something on the top of their list and they might not want to give up a bunch in order to do that, but they want to find a way to make room for it. And sometimes it's writing the book and sometimes it's finally addressing this lifelong habit of harsh self-criticism or crippling self-doubt. Usually it's a mix of both. It's a fun mix of external tangible goals and internal habits. We have a lot of fun in coaching. We talk about a lot. So if this is sounding like, yes, this actually sounds like something that would support me and it would actually be nice to put some things at the top of my list and not put them off for another year, not have to struggle so much, not have to feel like I'm in it on my own. And it would be nice to have higher quality conversations with myself and learn how to engage with goals and ideas and fears and doubts in a little little bit of a more conscious way and not have to rely on burnout in order to get stuff done. If it sounds like it would be useful to have support in organizing your thoughts and prioritizing and talking to yourself in a kinder, more conscious way, this is your sign that it's time to reach out and talk about coaching. You can find out all of the ways that we can work together by clicking the link in the show notes. And I just want to remind you that even if you are stuck, even if you have been, even if you might be again in the future, you're doing a great job. This does not define you. It is not too late for anything that is on your mind. And just these three questions can make all the difference in you feeling empowered, taking the action you want, and seeing yourself in the way you want to see yourself in not that much time. So I hope you have fun with it. And I hope to talk to you soon. 
Hey, want to find out your decision style? Um, obviously. Go take the decision style quiz. It's in the show notes and at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz. We all have our style when it comes to making decisions, but do you know how to use your default way of thinking to your advantage? Or do you mainly get stuck in the most annoying parts of overthinking and people pleasing? The decision style quiz has your answers, my friend. Take it right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash quiz.